Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Mike Agris. Mike, are you ready to do this? I am. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, excited to have you on. Let's 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 go. Mike is an attorney who helps consumers with debt collection, robocalls, credit report problems, deceptive business practices at no cost to the client. I'm excited to have you on. Mike, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Uh, sure. My name is Mike Agris. I live in Elmhurst, which is about 20 miles west of Chicago. I'm in the Western Burbs. I am married. I've got two kids. My son Brody is six and a half. My daughter Lila just turned uh, four. And uh, we've got a dog, Emmett, who is 14. And I have a law firm, Agris Law Firm. The firm has been around uh, since March of 2012. I've been practicing law since 2004, and I do what I do uh, because I've always wanted to be a lawyer. If you were to ask my mom, uh, she would say, since I could walk, I (laughs) said I was going to law school to be a lawyer. Uh, That's what I did. And I always knew that I would have my own law firm, and starting in March of 2012, that happened, and here we are about nine years later. Uh, there's a total of four lawyers uh, at my office, paralegal, legal assistants, and we are growing and moving forward. And the consumer rights practice is certainly keeping us busy. Nice. So when you told your mom when you started walking that you wanted to be a lawyer, what do you think she thought? Good question. I'm the first <laughs> I'm the first lawyer in the family. Uh, My mom was a teacher. My dad's a retired doctor. And I don't know what she thought, Um, but I was hell-bent on being a lawyer since day one. And I remember in high school, there was never a question that I was going to college. When I went to college, I was a political science major and went to law school. It's just uh, something I was born to do. And I absolutely love it, too. Nice. Well, that's awesome. That is awesome. It's always good to hear when when people think that they want to do something and then when they start doing it that they really enjoy it. So I think that that's great. So in terms of in terms of of your work, how did you settle on on helping consumers with debt collection? Good question. So I practiced for eight years before starting my own firm. I was at other law firms. Uh, my eight years of experience was basically divided into four years of personal injury and four years of consumer rights. When I started my firm, those were the two areas of law that I enjoyed. I knew how to handle both types of cases, and I knew that I wanted to do both uh, practice areas. So when I started, it was personal injury and consumer rights, and both practices have uh, grown since. And those are the two primary uh, practice areas that I have focused on since since starting my firm. So it was what I had experience in, what I enjoyed doing, and what I do today. Got it. Nice. I appreciate that. So the proper term for what I'm talking about is consumer rights. Um, can, can you give, give us just a little bit of a landscape or the current landscape or maybe the landscape before COVID with what's going on with debt collection and robocalls and credit problems and then maybe where we're at today? 
Sure. And I want to clarify my consumer rights practice. Consumer rights is a huge umbrella. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of areas under consumer rights that I don't handle. For example, most people are familiar with Lemon Law with cars. That's an area of law that we don't handle, although that falls under consumer rights. So my consumer rights practice, I like to tell people, focuses on financial issues. So we primarily help people with debt collection harassment, robocalls, credit report problems. And within the past year, we started helping people with deceptive or abusive acts claims against big businesses. Both, all of the practice area, all of the consumer rights practice areas that that we handle um, have have always been uh, hot topics, have always been high volume. Um, People have, people have that, I mean, it's, it's that simple. Like the, mm-hmm. the last, uh, the last statistic I read, uh, a third of the country has an accountant collections. Uh, 40 million people have something inaccurate on your credit report. So you're, the question you asked is, what have I seen in the last year? Uh, you know, 14 months with with COVID. Not much has changed. Is the short answer. So when all of this happened and there were shutdowns, there were some smaller companies that went out of business or closed their doors for a period of time. But in reality, uh, people are having financial issues more so now than they were before COVID. And so things are busier at my office today and have been busier in the last year than in the last nine years of having my law firm. So if you were to take COVID out of the picture and look at the amount of people who contacted me in 2020, you would say, get a really busy year. (laughs) So what's interesting about it is it's had the opposite effect on my law firm um, as far as how busy we are and how many people we're helping. That's those. That's, that's, that's like that's all. It's all pretty incredible. A third of a third of us have an accountant collections. And did you say forty million people have an inaccurate uh, item on the credit report? Correct. And and both statistics, depending on where you look, when the study was done, you may see some different numbers. Sure. But the, what I've seen is yes, one third of Americans have an accountant collections and 40 million people have inaccurate information on their credit report. And what's so important about this uh, for, for people to know is this can happen to anyone and everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter where you live. Um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, uh, my dad is a retired cardiologist and he lives in Sarasota, Florida. He had problems with his credit report on a debt that he didn't know. And so you would think someone like him, how in the world would he have an issue with a consumer rights issue? Um, that's exactly what happened. He had a problem with, uh, there was a cell phone bill on his credit report um, that showed up late as if he owed it. And it was an AT&T bill and he's had AT&T for 25 years and has always paid his bill on time. So I was able to help him in that situation. Um, even me, uh, about two years ago, I was a victim of someone uh, hacking into my USAA uh, checking account, transferring money from my savings to my checking, and then trying to pull money out of my account. Um, so everyone, uh, we help everyone uh, under this area of law. And those numbers are those numbers are staggering, especially in COVID. A lot of people are having issues of, you know, they've lost their jobs. So they're trying to figure out, do I pay the car? Do I pay the mortgage? Do I pay the rent? Sure. I've got some medical bills. Maybe I won't pay those medical bills. And so people are making tough decisions uh, today in COVID, um, and that obviously affects them with debt and credit reports. But the numbers are staggering. And when I tell people those numbers, they, 
they take a step back just like you did and said 40 million people yeah 40 million people <laughs> yeah it's wild um so so many different scenarios you, you talked about how it happened to your dad it happened to you it can literally happen to anybody and i certainly appreciate that very much and when that does happen when somebody actually tries to take money out of your bank account i mean that's got to be one of the most scary things and nerve-wracking things and it's a violation and it's it's awful do do people understand what they can do do they understand what their rights are no and that's it's such an important uh, question that you ask, and I tell people all the time. I went to law. I graduated law school in 2004. I have new hires at my office who graduated within the last year. They do not teach consumer rights, uh, financial consumer rights in law school. So if they're not teaching it in law school, the general public certainly doesn't know about it. So I, I give people this example. So my other practice area is personal injury. If you're in a car accident, everyone knows hire a personal injury lawyer. Uh, if you're going through a divorce, family law. If you're arrested, criminal law. So the public knows what to do in a lot of situations. But in these situations with debt collectors, creditors, robocalls, um, credit report issues, people don't know that they have rights. And the most important aspect of these rights, for the most part, is it all falls under federal laws, like the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And all of these laws have what's called a fee shift provision. That means my attorney's fees are shifted to the other side. So if you're getting harassed by a debt collector and you retain my office, not only do you get, I get the harassment to stop, you get money damages, the collection agency has to pay my fees and costs. If you're a victim of identity theft and you have inaccurate information on your credit report, we send a dispute letter to the bureaus, and if they don't fix it, we sue the bureaus, and once again, my clients are entitled to money damages, and the other side has to pay my fees and costs. So the most important thing I can tell people on the consumer rights side of things with our practice areas is this. You'll never pay me a penny for my time. Even if you were to call me up and say, hey, Mike, I'm having this issue, and I were to look at it and say, um, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do, you still don't pay me. Um, if you hire me and we pursue a case and for some reason we don't win, you still don't pay me. But for the most part, uh, I get clients favorable settlements, uh, get their problems fixed, they get some money, and the other side pays my fees and costs. So the most important thing people need to know is you have rights and the other side has to pay your attorney's fees and costs. Nice. Which is a really powerful tool. Yeah, when you think about it, right? For sure. How, and I'm sure that there's not a typical way that this goes, but talking about, um, well, let's just say that that I am behind on 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 a debt, and perhaps you can choose what kind of debt that you want to give me, and I'm I'm not able to make the payments for whatever reason, and then they then this entity tries to start collecting the debt from me what are they legally allowed to do and then where when when is the line crossed sure so typically what happens when you're dealing with an original creditor which would be a credit card company a car loan medical bills the person you owe the money to originally they'll generally keep the account for 90 days 120 days and they'll try to collect it from you and then after that they will do couple of things. They may hire a third-party debt collector to collect on their behalf. They may also just bundle up the debt and go sell it to a junk debt buyer. And the junk debt buyer then hires a third-party debt collector to go collect on the debt. 
But once it hits a third-party debt collector, meaning it's not the original creditor who's trying to get payment, at that point is when the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act is triggered. So the key is when you're dealing with a third-party debt collector. And what's nice about the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, it's been around since 77. It's a very straightforward law. Um, you could probably give it to a high schooler. They could read it, and they could explain what your rights are, which with laws that typically doesn't happen. Uncommon. So the beauty about <laughs> Yeah, right? Totally. So the FDCPA is awesome. I tell people it's a laundry list of what collectors can and cannot do while collecting a debt. There are a lot of collection agencies in the country that spend a ton of money and time on compliance, and they don't violate the law that often. And then there's a ton of companies, collection agencies out there, who look at it as the cost of doing business, where they say, we're never going to comply with the law, and if we get sued 5% of the time, the other 95% of the cases we're getting so much money on, it doesn't really matter, and it's the cost of doing business. So let me give you some examples. Um, when a collection agency gets your account, they're required to send you a letter explaining your rights. Um, they can't threaten things that they're not entitled to do. So if you're a collection agency and you never sue someone, you can't call someone up and say, pay this debt or we're going to sue you. Hmm. So empty threats are, are not allowed under the FDCPA. Uh, calling third parties and disclosing the debt. We see a lot of collection agencies who will call family, employers, you know, putting pressure on the consumer by reaching out to third parties. I mean, imagine if, you know, to one of your family members, you got a call for a family member's debt and you reached out to your brother, your mom, who is this? And, you know, they'd be embarrassed and they'd immediately call that collection agency to, to right. settle the debt. Uh, harassing someone at work, if you say you can't get calls at work, calling at odd hours, early in the morning, late at night. Those are those are uh, just a few of the um, you know sort of laundry list of items under the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. And one other big one too is a lot of people um, they'll something will go into collections and they don't necessarily owe it. And that like my dad's situation with the cell phone bill, and they'll call the collection agency and say, I don't know this, I'm current on my bill, and the collection agency is like, eh, whatever, and then they keep calling and harassing. Mm -hmm. So that's another scenario too. All super unpleasant. So how do I know as a consumer that, that somebody's stepping over the line? Or is it just best for me to, 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 to reach out to you? Yeah. Uh, the short, so there's information out there. I have tons of information on my website. I have people reach out to me all the time who we can't help, but I simply explain what their rights are. We always take time to tell people, here are your rights. Here's what you can do. If this happens, contact me. Otherwise, I tell people all the time, too, um, if you owe the debt and you're interested in settling it, by all means, try to work something out with the collection agency. Um, always get something in writing. Um, but a lot of collection agencies out there are legitimate. They're running a business and they're collecting on debt that's owed. And if you fall under one of those categories and you actually owe it and you want to pay it, get something in writing and settle it. Uh, we help people uh, settle their debt all the time. Um, so this isn't, you know, everyone who contacts me isn't being harassed but everyone who contacts me doesn't necessarily know their rights, and that, that's what we explain uh, to them. Um, biggest you know, piece of advice I can give is if you have, an, if you have a, an account in collections or a debt, find out information about it. Call up, figure out what it is. Do you owe it? Is it in the statute of limitations? Is it on your credit report? And if the company's not violating the law, 
um, enter into a settlement plan with them and get it paid off. Yeah, and we help people do that all the time. Yeah. I imagine that the, the majority of people are interested in, 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 in paying their debts. So, all right, so if we could just go through a quick scenario, and again, it might, might not be the correct one, but I'll, I'll try. Let's say that, that I do have a credit card that I just I stopped paying, and the balance is $100. And after 180 days, uh, Visa just says, well, it seems like George isn't going to pay, and so they sell it off to a some kind of a, a debt collection agency, and they sell it at a discount, so less than $100 or something like that. How, how, how does that work? This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Right. So what will happen is you'll have a credit card debt, um, Visa or whoever it is will try to collect on it for a little bit, and then they bundle it up just like they would, you know, bundle mortgages. Uh, in the 2008 financial crisis, and they, you know, they go settle or they bundle debt and they go sell it to a buyer. The buyer pays for it. They pay pennies on the dollar, literally, and then the buyer will either collect it themselves or they'll hire a party to collect on their behalf. Um, and as the consumer, when you get that letter, you get that phone call, I always tell people, don't ignore it. Because if you ignore it, there is a chance it could end up in someone's hands where you get sued. And then once you get sued, you've got less leverage. So in your situation, if you were to call me and say, hey, Mike, I have a $100 credit card bill that was charged off and now Portfolio Recovery Associates is collecting on it, I'd ask you, is it your debt and do you owe it? And if you were to say, yeah, I would um, put you in touch with PRA and say, give them a buzz and try to settle the debt, offer them 25%, see what you can get it settled for. And then when you settle it, I always tell people, and I can always help out with this as well, make sure that part of the settlement, your credit report will be accurately reflected because it's, it's sort of a two-part battle here. One, you want to pay your debt, but then two, you want to make sure your credit report is in the best situation possible. So in the future, you're not running into this situation. If you have a you know, a late payment with a credit card and then it's been charged off and then another collection agency is collecting on it, you may have a couple of trade lines on your credit report that are showing negative information. So when we help people settle their debt, whether it's just sort of for free, here's some advice, or we're handling their case, oftentimes when we handle cases, we get the debt waived as part of the settlement. We always make sure that it's removed from their credit report because that's another thing that's super important. You want to make sure that your credit report is accurate and shows the best possible information for future lenders, whether it's a bank, a car loan, uh, 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 an apartment application, a job. You always want to make sure your credit report looks good and is accurate. Yeah, that certainly makes sense. Well, Mike, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? My difference, I've got two actually, if you don't mind. Great. Uh, if, you have an account, if you have an account collections, don't ignore it. And my second uh, tip is this. Check your credit report and check it often. You can get a free copy of your credit report at annualcreditreport.com. I can't stress how important that is. Always check your credit report and always make sure the information on there is accurate. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can people engage with you? Uh, sure. So my website is agrislawfirm.com. It's A-G-R-U-S-S 
agrislawfirm.com. My email address is michael at agrislawfirm.com, and my telephone number is 312-462-4112. We're always available by website submissions, emails, phone calls, uh, so anyone can always reach out and uh, ask me any questions they have dealing with financial consumer rights. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Mike your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to agrislawfirm.com. That's A-G-R-U-S-S lawfirm.com. Give Mike a call, send him an email, and uh, move past your trouble. Thanks again, Mike. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>